listening to Raising Perdition, a Supernatural Rewatch podcast. This podcast is for anyone who wants more Supernatural content or anyone just starting the show. I'm Beth Brin. I'm Hannah Barrow. And I'm Abby Jo Morton. And we're your hosts. Let's jump in. Raising Perdition is intended for adult audiences and our episodes may contain PG-13 and R-rated language. We advise listener discretion for discussions of violence, sexual assault, eating disorders, and other topics some listeners may find disturbing. We want to empower you, our audience, with the knowledge you need to make healthy decisions about how and if you should consume this podcast content. All right, welcome back to Raising Perdition. Thanks for joining us. We are here with our fourth episode, Phantom Traveler. It's an exciting one. How are you guys? Hannah, Abby, how are I'm you good. I'm good. I'm good. Abby, Joe. I'm good. I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> how are you, Beth? I'm doing swell. It is the Thursday before a long weekend, so that's nice. Phantom Traveler. It was directed by Robert Singer, who is one of the producers who stays on the show the entire 15 seasons. Um, and it was written by Richard Hatem. So, Hannah, do you want to give us a little synopsis of the episode? Sure. Um, I also looked up the timeline and the location, just because that might be nice to know. Mm -hmm. Um, It would have taken place around December 2nd through December 5th of 2005. So, theoretically, it's wintertime. Doesn't really look like it's wintertime in the Mm -hmm. episode, but whatever. Um, But only, yeah, like only four, three or four days. And it mostly takes place in Pennsylvania in a few different cities. But then we also see the Indianapolis airport at one point. So, right. And they have to make a five-hour drive. So, Which I feel like it would be longer than five hours. They'd probably already been driving at that point because I don't think it's that long. But, yeah, regardless. So our summary, our synopsis of the episode. Sam and Dean are called in by Jerry Panowski, someone Dean and John previously saved from a poltergeist, to investigate when a plane crashes under mysterious circumstances. They find sulfur on the plane, which leads them to the conclusion that a demon is possessing people and causing the plane they are on to crash 40 minutes into their flight. Things become more urgent when they discover that the demon is going after the seven survivors of the first crash. They call the survivors and find the only one who is flying soon is the flight attendant, Amanda Walker. When they're not able to dissuade her from flying, Sam suggests taking the same flight, which forces Dean to admit he is scared of flying. On the plane, Dean notices the co-pilot's eyes are black. The brothers ask Amanda to lure the co-pilot to the back of the plane so the boys can exercise the demon. Before the ritual is complete, the demon tells Sam he knows about Jessica's death, which sets Sam off. They finally finish the ritual and the plane lands safely. Jerry tells the boys he got Dean's number from calling John's phone and they listen to John's voicemail message and learn he has left Dean's number for callers to contact him if they need help. And that's their first real sign since the pilot that John Winchester is still alive, that their dad is still kicking. Yep. John's somewhere. We can talk about that. Yeah, (laughs) leaving like a little trail and making it... (laughs) Yeah, his poor boys. Yeah, I have a lot to say, but we can talk about that at the end. Yeah, we'll get into (laughs) it. So let's do it. Okay. So our cold open, like you said, is takes place on the plane. Um, I feel bad that a nervous flyer is the person who's getting possessed by a demon and has to take down the plane. Although it's like it makes sense, but like too sad. When I was thinking about it, I was like. It does suck that he's getting possessed by a demon, but would it have been better if someone else had to do it and he was still on the plane and had to live through the crash? Right. I mean, he's still, like, I mean, it's still him. He probably would have, but yeah. At least he's not the one freaking out in a seat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I thought about that during the episode. He flew out immediately. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. I had two little things from this cold open that just were funny to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and they both have to do with the demon. And it's mm-hmm. that he's not that scared to see the random black smoke in the bathroom. Right. And then Amanda, when she sees his black eyes, she's just like, oh. Huh. And then she just moves on. I wrote something <laughs> like, about I would too. probably freak out. Yeah. If I saw someone's eyes and they were all black just staring at me, I would be doing a lot more than just like 
hmm, weird. And then like just <laughs> like she clearly gaslights herself. Yeah, you know, she's like, like, like I, surely I that's not what that. I saw. They all do. Yeah. But also like, something weird is that I watched it with subtitles, and for some reason Amanda's name was Miranda. That's what was in the subtitles. That's funny. <laughs> just a random. I didn't even notice. Mine might have been that way. It too. said Miranda, I and I was like, "That's <laughs> Miranda." Really or they said Amanda later. Who is Miranda? And I was like, "That's um, funny." My notes about this is that this is like the first time we're getting into demon lore for this show, which will become very important later. Mm-hmm. Um, like this is a, I don't know what to call it, supernatural being that the boys will have to deal with fairly often throughout the so show. So much. Yeah. <laughs> so much demon bull. Anyways. Um, so the smoke is not really kind of like what will happen like later. It's kind of insecty. Yeah. Which I didn't like. Um, they had like little background they... music of like, like just very faint, like insect mm-hmm. sort of noises. And it, it didn't feel good to my ears. <laughs> Um, yeah. Also, the smoke goes into their eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, later on, it'll go in their mouths. I don't feel like yeah. that's a spoiler. But, no. Um, so no. they kind of changed that. Like, it's it's like they were really focused, like the black eyes, and so the demon smoke goes in through the eyes. But mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. Also, the uh, black eyes are not fully black. It's probably just because of the contact lenses that they chose to use for the like costume. Um, and later on, like they just CGI that sort of stuff later on when they are able. But yeah, the, you can still see that. you can still see whites in their eyes in this episode. So I didn't even notice that. How to give to give Amanda a little bit of credit, it wasn't the full eye. So then, okay, the plane crashes. Go down. Um, they go down. <laughs> demon guy is <laughs> sketchy. The poor other guy sees him being sketchy, has to watch him open the door. They they. He says, Everyone hey, but what are you doing? <laughs> just, just, just be his little goofy self. Yeah. Just being just, goofy, yeah. goofy like, demon stuff. Just opening up the emergency exit. <laughs> I'm getting sucked out. <laughs> so quickly. And then, so quickly. Which I guess that's accurate. I've never been yeah. in a plane crash. So. I'm sure. <laughs> Terrifying. Um, so then we have, uh, we, we cut back to the boys. The best um, scene in the episode. <laughs> It's a very good scene. I have no idea why they chose to do this because, like, it doesn't happen often. The amount of times I have seen Jensen Ackles' legs, like bare legs, in the show over a course of 15 years is very minuscule. But episode four, they were like, let's just show off his entire body. And I mean, not his entire body, though. No, that's true. They didn't take his shirt off for some reason. This whole show, they're like, we're going to keep that a secret. But um, here's his butt and his legs. Here's his butt and his legs. Which like, <laughs> I guess I can justify because, like, who wants to sleep in jeans? But later on, like, they do. Dean does sleep in jeans, which it makes sense because he's, like, constantly ready to go. But, like, no, no I guess he was really tired and just really uncomfortable. And he was like, it's an underwear time. But they do a whole yes. pan. Just, just they pan up his entire mm-hmm. body. Um, can I just say, I pre- some I long that. undies. <laughs> The underwear yeah. almost go to his knees. That might be a too early two thousands thing. But <laughs> and they're not boxers though. They're like they're boxer briefs, briefs. But so, they're yeah, long which is boxer doesn't... briefs. It's like biker shorts. Boxer briefs. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe. Um, also, um, he just looks so cute with his little tussled hair and all that. He does. Little um, I found that a fan um, on on Live Journal, which I've never really looked into, but. <laughs> They they created the Ackles ass equation, which is like a graph of his yeah. butt, <laughs> of the curvature of his butt and legs, and it's like very specific. If and you can put it into like a calculator or like a mapping software, and like it will curve, it will curve out his butt. <laughs> I think that's oh my hilarious. gosh, you should get that like, tattoo. <laughs> the curve of Jensen Ackles' butt. <laughs> Wait, is that not a good idea? I think it's a great idea. I. Can you I imagine? Sure yes, but explaining it. Would. It's just a I don't mind. think he would. He would be like, I'd say it's your butt. It's your butt, baby. Um, but I would not want to have to explain that to people when they asked me, what it's is that tattoo of? And I would say, just a curvy just line. A just a curvy line. <laughs> it's none of your business. So then Sam walks in. Dean is snoozing. And he's 
so weird about it? Why does he hover in the doorway? <laughs> he's like, he gets in the hotel and he's just like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to just stand here for a minute. Thoroughly freaking freak out. He's never seen someone sleeping before. And then <laughs> Dean's like, I have a knife. So <laughs> yeah. Um, as much as I like the scene for Jensen, um, they do like kind of have a deep talk, but of course it can't be deep because Dean is incapable of sharing anything that is deep. Um, He's a man. A very straight white man. Yeah. That's what I think of when I think of Jensen. Not Jensen. (laughs) Dean. Dean. (laughs) Sorry, Jensen Ackles. Yeah. You're not your I know you're listening to our podcast, Jensen. (laughs) Good gravy. (laughs) So I thought it was interesting that to worry about Sam because Dean is worried about Sam because he's not sleeping um he deflects that and is like I'm not worried about you I need you sharp to keep me safe obviously right I would never be worried about you I'm just like why can't you just share your feelings like a grown man (laughs) and then also he says that he's like not really afraid of anything which you know what? I just don't think that's true. I feel like no. Um, and then the knife is not fear. It's um, precaution, which I spelled wrong right. in my notes, and it took me a second to figure out what I was spelling. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get Jerry's phone call, and he's like, mm-hmm. I need your help. And they is are like, Jerry? okay. Is that your Jerry impression? Basically, yeah. Okay. I need your help. Everyone, there's something wrong anyone with who, it? Anyone who calls is from the South. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. He's in Pennsylvania, but he's from the South. Yeah, right. Okay? He relocated. Know. Yes. So then they go to what we're assuming is Jerry's workplace. Question they just mark. show up. Yep. <laughs> it's just a random warehouse. It's just this massive warehouse. And it's like, I have this all- is where Jerry <laughs> yeah. works. What just- does he do? <laughs> I have surprisingly a lot to say about this one little scene of them walking in to Jerry's workplace. One, the entire episode, whenever they're at Jerry's workplace, I think it's really funny because they have background noises of people just, like, yelling. And it's so weird, like, because they're talking about the Poltergeist. And someone is like, Poltergeist? I love that movie. I love that movie. (laughs) Yes. That's how he's like, like, shut up. He's like, no one's talking to you. I know, like, it's very hostile slash playful. Is Jerry the boss? Hostile and playful. I guess so. He has an office. It seems like he he has an office. He's dressed up. The other men are not dressed up. And they're, like, doing manual labor. Yeah. (laughs) I would not be happy with my boss talking to me that way. He's a boss. It's like very men only work there. We all know that when men all get together, it's a toxic environment. So, um, True. I guess not every place, but lots of places. Um, but so if I have not made this clear on the podcast yet, um, I am a firm believer that Dean Winchester is bisexual. Of course, Abby Joe, you're just now watching the show, so you're taking a look for yourself. Yeah. Um, you're you haven't decided, but you do trust me and Hannah. I, I do. I am looking for the signs. Yes. Um, and Hannah, you also Yes. Erin. Yes, I, I concur. Hannah yeah. just yelled, yes. When I am rewatching this, I am always going to be on the lookout for things that are like, hmm, that's interesting. Um, so the man, I assuming who says he loves the Poltergeist movie, walks in front of the frame, in front of them, to like walk by them. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that Jensen Ackles made an acting choice to look down at the man's butt when he was walking away. And... I don't know. I just, it's one of those things that later on we would call jacking choices of like, why did Jensen choose to do that? Um, And I have a feeling that, especially at episode four, it was not intended. But, and it's one of those things that if I only had this as evidence, it would mean nothing. I hate, I hate we don't have anyone on the podcast to ask, like, if, if this is normal Mm -hmm. for a straight man or. Let me call my husband general. real quick. Right, that's what I was thinking. Like, I know what I know what CJ would say though, and he would say, "No, he absolutely does not look at another man's butt when he walks past them, unless like he's wearing something that's like outrageous." Like, you, and he's you like, "You have no choice but to look at their butt." 
because that's what right. It, but I, yeah, I uh, know that's what CJ would say that he does not look at other men's butts. I just have a question really quick before we continue. Is this the yep. scene when Jerry says that John talked about Sam all the time? Mm-hmm. Okay, because I have it in my notes, but I wanted to make sure before I said something. Yep. That's it. Yeah, we didn't really mention that, but. He, he tells Sam, your dad was so proud of you. He talked about you all the time. Yeah. He yeah, you can talked see, about how you were in college. Yeah, it, like, zooms in on Sam. And he, you can see he's, like, confused because he probably thought that his dad thought he was a wimp or, like, soft for going to college. But mm-hmm, turns out mm-hmm. that he actually was proud of him. I, yeah, I see what you're saying. I do think it took Sam off guard that John was talking about him. Yeah. I still don't think that Sam interprets it as John being proud of him. Um, and I don't necessarily think John was proud of him. But I do think that it was like, he talks about me? Yeah. What? Like, I think it's <clears throat> tough, though, because I feel like Jerry does say, and we're now going off like our memories of just this scene, so mm-hmm. we could be wrong. But um, I feel like he does say that he talked about how proud he was of him. I feel mm. like he specifically says that. Me I don't too. think that's Jerry just saying, like, I think he was proud of you, unless True. there are instances where you hear people talk about someone else, and then you meet that person, and you're like, oh, I've heard so much about you. All good mm-hmm. things. And you even if it's not because you yeah. don't want to be rude so yeah i feel like we can't really say at this point but like if we stop at this episode like one through four and mm-hmm. just go based off this i feel like i would say it seems like john is proud of sam sure. at this point jerry also says that if it wasn't for you meaning dean and your dad i probably wouldn't be alive and dean looks so self-satisfied at mm-hmm. sam like he's like doing a self-satisfied look to sam like told you Saving people. Like, Dean just loves saving people, and he loves when people talk about it. He just wants to help people. So then they listen to the CD of the crash, which LOL at CDs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Throwback. I knew that they would do, like, a, well, obviously this has something in it, and we have to slow it down and figure out what it's saying. Um, right. Which, when they do, it sounds hilarious. It sounds and so that's funny. slowed down. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't fully understand, but that's hilarious. That's not in this scene, but still, it's yeah. Hilarious, so. so they go and make new IDs for Homeland Security, um, which is pretty illegal, even for them, <laughs> according to Sam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which makes that's me pretty laugh. Illegal. Makes me laugh so hard because, like, they just they stray so far from that. Like, yeah. I also love the like the degrees of illegal like that's mm-hmm. really illegal like as if if, <laughs> so, if illegal is black and white right mm-hmm. like some right. things you do get a worse a worse sentence for but if sure. something is illegal or legal it's either illegal or it's not it's like when people say I'm so pregnant it's like you're just pregnant <laughs> yeah and you're just maybe further along but yeah. you are or you aren't it doesn't yeah. not, there's no so to it you wouldn't say I'm funny. not really pregnant so yeah are you pregnant? Like, well, not really. I'm, I'm like, like half, only a month in. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm only oh like halfway pregnant. When Dean leaves the little uh, ID place, a woman is walking in with him, and he like full-on checks her out and goes, wow. Like, mouth the word wow. And I'm just like, we get it. Dean loves women. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> like, Great. We can't. He, the, the writers are like, well, he's not like actually really talking to any women. Like, he, he does, but it's, like, during the case, like, we don't have, like, a diner for him to, like, hit on a woman. So we need to make sure the audience remembers that he He's likes straight. <laughs> he, yes, he any, likes the ladies. Any woman that crosses by him who is younger, usually, like, yeah. he, he's going to be interested. So they're discussing the case, and they start talking about, like, other haunted, like, flights and ships. And they say the episode title, Phantom Travelers. Um, I wrote that no. down. They say, no survivors. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, that's what they said. That's what they said. They didn't <laughs> say that. I feel like this um, episode Wait. is, um, like, it's got a lot in the, like, last few scenes. But leading up to yes. it is so slow. Yeah, which is very different yeah. than episode three. I feel like episode three was just, like, yeah. There's so much happening. So much happening. Thing after th- you're yeah. like, oh, 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 <gasps> right. Yeah. Yeah. I death. agree. Yeah. Death, death, death. And then this one is like, oh, 
They're at a Kinko's. <laughs> they're talking to Jerry again. Yeah, like, they're at a Kinko's. <laughs> so they're discussing, um, like, the passengers and stuff like that because Jerry was able to give the, give them all the info. Um, Sam is doing the research again, which I thought is notable because Sam does research always. Mm-hmm. Um, and they found, he found one guy, um, Max Joppy, is mm-hmm. checked into a psychiatric hospital and so they go and talk to him uh this is another one of those things where i'm like oh yeah they did do that like it's just like such a small scene it's like a little blip Mm -hmm. they go and do that um i remember this one because um they're like why are you here what's going on and he was like he says i was stressed (laughs) and i'm like most people don't check themselves into a psychiatric hospital because they're stressed there clearly was more to it than that just stressed. max jaffe is the one who saw Mr. George open the thing, Correct. right? Okay. Correct. Correct. Mr. George. Mr. George, our <laughs> yes. first possession. Dean's kind of being like, not not nice, but just not sensitive, I guess, is what I would say. And so they do the thing where Dean's harsh, and then Sam uses his little puppy dog face Good cop, to try to cop. get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I think that's notable because later on in this season specifically, it'll be brought up about how Sam, when Dean and Sam are working together, Sam's the one that gets people to trust them, to talk to them, to open up to them. Dean, like, huffs and puffs. He literally, like, sits and rolls his eyes and throws, like, a little fit because Max isn't answering his questions. Mm-hmm. And Sam's like, okay. <laughs> I guess I'll do it. <laughs> I suppose. Um, so we talk to Max, and we immediately go to George Phelps' house to talk to his wife. Um, that was they, so weird how she's like, that's my George. I'm like, I know. People don't talk that way. That's my Dylan. That's how I'm going to start talking about my husband. Oh, yeah. That's my CJ. It sounds stupid. It does sound stupid. And she wasn't old enough to, like, be. To I be feel old. like when I think of. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I think of people saying things like that, it's like older people, like grandparents. She was not that old, so. Um, at this point, they're kind of like, okay, so was George, like, some sort of creature that could have done this? Yeah. Um, he had acid reflux. Did you notice anything unusual? weird? Weird or unusual. And she's like, he had acid reflux? Is that, she's like, well, he had acid reflux. Is that what you mean? I know. Like, like, they yep, get excited for a second because they're like, oh, maybe. And then she says acid right. reflux, and they're like, oh, we're going to get out of here. <laughs> and she's like, well, there is one thing. Acid I feel reflux. like... That makes me laugh because it's probably something they talked about all the time, like, as a married couple. Like, she was probably either, like, on him to try to take care of it or it was inconveniencing her often. And she's yeah. like, well, he did she was like, have something well, weird he, about him. He couldn't eat after 7 p.m. Is that what you're talking about? See, I, I just feel like that wasn't really necessary. This entire scene, yeah. I don't feel like was necessary. Yeah, I think it was just um, to find out that he wasn't a creature. Um, so then we cut to them getting their cute little suits <laughs> their first time they're in some suit and tie action uh dean hates it obviously he makes a blues he's... brothers reference yep he nice. does and then sam's like you look more like a seventh grader going to his first dance and, you're like, <laughs> and they're both wrong he looks great <laughs> yeah i don't understand he's, in, he's just in like suit. he looks so good i know he doesn't look i mean he doesn't look like oh like as good as he looks later in mm-hmm. suits of course because his style changes but at this point they both look just fine i'm like mm-hmm. why are you being so like, mean? maybe they fit like they're not like tailored to them they're not like perfect no. suits but they look they look fine dean dean is 26 years old He's mm-hmm. gonna look fine in a suit. Like, there's right. Some... I was like, being so unnecessarily rude. So then they, uh, because they're getting nowhere with George, they go get the suits because they're gonna go check out the wreckage, and they Jerry cannot get them into that because it's like a government crime scene yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're um, gonna be homeland agents. Homeland security. Um, I don't know how they get to see the wreckage because they're so young looking especially sam because he's like a 22 year old i think yeah Yeah. he would be he was about to graduate college yeah um he's 22 years old and this man is just like yep go on in come on (laughs) i'm sure you're the best homeland security officer the man hardly even looks up he just looks up and he's like okay go i know he's like okay um yeah i like this scene because Dean shows off his cute little homemade EMF 
reader and he made it himself i know he's so proud of it and sam is so pissy about it <laughs> he's like yeah i can see wa- that it looks like an old beat up walkman he's like yeah i know that's, that's what, what i'm making it that's what it is he's like he's so, so, I know. He's so I proud love- of himself yeah i have a lot to say about the emf anyways just because of the demon lore but um i love that dean made it and it shows that he is smart like he was able to make this device he doesn't have to go to college to be someone right. who's smart. But um, yeah. in later episodes, demons will not be able to be detected by EMF. It's only for spirits and ghosts. So that's something that they did this episode that is going to change. Um, Interesting. But one thing that they do find that sticks is the sulfur. That does mean demon possession, um, which I kind of want to know how that works, but... Like, whenever someone possesses someone, they just leave sulfur behind? Wait, I looked it up. Oh. Well, tell us, Abby. No, but I have a thing before we get to the sulfur thing. So can I say, when the real Homeland security people come, this is Mm -hmm. not exciting. I got so excited about it, and y'all are not. I texted them and told them that I found something. Oh, is this the thing? Yes, that I found something so exciting that I was going to tell them and now i feel like it's not gonna be exciting at all but i caught the eye of one of the homeland security people and i was like you look familiar and so i looked up on super wiki and i went through the cast and he was homeland security number one and and then he's the one at the end who like shakes his head he has like the black curly hair it's Mm -hmm. mr tanner from vampire diaries (laughs) Oh boy, I do not remember. You don't remember okay. Tanner. He's the teacher at the very beginning who's like a jackass to Stefan. He's the football coach. The coach? Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. That, oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he the Damon kills outside that. of the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Mr. Tanner. I see. There it. he is. Oh. Yeah. There he that is. was one of the uh, Homeland Security guys. I'm just finding other actors <laughs> in all of the episodes. So they find the sulfur. They take a sample of it. Dean wipes it on Sam's suit. True older brother action. Or just sibling yes. action. Yeah. Um, so much going on. I think on. it's hilarious Sorry. that I know. I think it's hilarious <laughs> that they don't know what the sulfur is. It's uh-huh. just, it. I have a smiley face with a teardrop in my notes because it's just so sweet. It's like, they're like, what could this possibly be? Absolutely. But later they like, walk oh, up to a substance sulfur. and they're like, sulfur. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, though. Like, they really don't know so much about the supernatural world. As much as that's, like, a cute little, like, uh, like, they, John didn't teach them. Right. Like, I don't know what they were doing growing up. Like. Yeah. Sulfur, the reason that people say that demons smell like sulfur is mostly just because of um, it being farts. Actually, yes, it said something about that when I looked it up. Um. Rotten egg. It's a, sulfur is responsible for the rotten eggs and uh, foul flatulence or something like that is what it said. But um, it is one of the substances in the Earth's crust. So they say if you smell it, then oh. it's supposed to be like demons. But oh, also, no. apparently, I don't remember what year it was, but people were saying Obama smelled like sulfur because they said he was a demon him and hillary clinton both smelled like sulfur because he was a demon and in like a rally he like leans down and smells his wrist and he's like really guys and he says it like exactly like that and i watched the video like three times but yeah that was just a little tidbit on sulfur it doesn't make sense though that the the smoke that goes into the body would then leave behind sulfur that doesn't make any sense but it continues happening continues through the show i don't get it Alas, we shall move on. Um, the Homeland Security guy, the real Homeland Security guys show up. and Mr. The, Tanner. Mr. Tanner from the Vampire Diaries. He becomes mm-hmm. the football mm-hmm. coach after this. Yeah. He cannot believe they got away and he quits. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's done. Um, uh, the boys somehow get out of there just at the right time. Um, the alarms start going off and they parkour out of there. Um, they so easily climb the fence. It is, it's, it's incredible. I love yes. that one. I feel like Sam slash Jared did it really well just because he has such a tall, lanky body. Like, 
he barely has to lift his leg up there and he can get over the fence, you know? Um, but Jensen was a cheerleader in high school. And so he, uh, that's why he was able to hop up there so easily is because he, he did. So <laughs> he, that's why, that's why he can jump up wow, there. Like that. I didn't when know I was that. watching, I was like, is there a hidden trampoline somewhere <laughs> that they bounced off of? Cause that was incredible. I mean, I don't know the exact like stunts behind it, but I'm assuming that his cheerleading background is what helped him in that. So they get out of there. They, um... We cut to pilot. They go... Right, yes. Um, the, the pilot of the plane that crashed in the beginning survived. And naturally, he's nervous to fly again. Mm-hmm. Um, naturally. He's very nervous. Him and his co-pilot are discussing him flying again. Um, and he gets possessed, unfortunately. And um, then we cut back to the boys at Jerry's again. And we're they... assuming. <laughs> yeah. We're assuming it's right. Jerry's, Jerry's workplace. workplace. <laughs> I would like to say something just quickly about yeah. the pilot, Chuck. Um, it really is not that important, but both at this point and in the first flight when it happens to Mr. George, um, we hear them say, time really does fly. And it's yeah. just, it's upsetting that nobody laughs at that. <laughs> like, they don't know in this moment that the people are possessed. It's just a joke that the people are making. And the other, the people around them are like, um, no response. I'm like, I, okay, that's not realistic. I go back to Jerry's workplace. They have sent in the sulfur to a lab? Question mark. When, they sent it somewhere. They, they figured out it was sulfur. Or Jerry did is on Jerry's computer, right? I feel like that. I feel like they didn't really explain that very well. But um, so now the boys are contemplating demon possession, um, and contemplating. No, that happens later. Sorry, I skipped. Yeah, you're good. Because they're at they're at Jerry's so often. Yes. Um, the plane with the pilot crashes. Um, because he's so suddenly quickly. Like, I feel like the co-pilot really should have figured out that something was wrong with the pilot because he's suddenly extremely excited to fly. And he was just, like, about to cry. Yeah. Right. He's like, <laughs> check on let's your, go. Check, check on your friends. Like, at the very least, he has taken some sort of drug and should not be flying. Right. Um, yes. And the co-pilot seems like he's, he's suspicious. Mm-hmm. Like, when Chuck's like, oh, let's go, he's, like, gives him, you know, a side eye. And he's like, like I'm Amanda not did. so sure. But he's like. Okay, yeah. Yep. This is why the yep. demon keeps getting to do whatever he wants. No one will check him. <laughs> they just it. let him do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's probably but, why he. Um, that's probably why he possesses straight white men because yeah. he gets to do whatever they want. <laughs> when he crashes the plane, so fast. <laughs> I mean, it's just immediately, and like it gets loud and everything. It's it's. I laughed yeah. a little. I'm not even gonna lie. I laughed a little because I was just shocked. <laughs> Sam and Dean are still at your... No, they're not. They're, no, like they're in back the hotel at the motel, room. yeah. Good gravy. Yeah, I they're back at the hotel. They they're doing research. Um, Sam and Dean are doing their research this time. Um, they're still contemplating if it's demons. And I think it's really laughable, which most people do, that demons are not their, quote, normal gig. Like, they're supposed to be very rare. Mm-hmm. We'll see how rare they are. So so far, Later they on. are. Sure. Yep. So far, they've been in 25% of the episodes. So <laughs> they are rare. But. Um, <laughs> Dean, I thought it was interesting, wishes that John was there to help them with the demon stuff. And Sam um, agrees. Sam Which is agree. in- also interesting. Yes. I think it's interesting that Dean brought it up and then that Sam agreed. Because mm-hmm. Dean, I feel like... With the like whole search with John, Dean is wanting to find him, obviously, but is also trying to not bring it up so that he doesn't set off Sam. But um, I feel like going back to the beginning when Dean was talking about how he's not really scared of stuff, I feel like this kind of shows how he's afraid of what's happening. Like demons are a big deal, and that's why he's kind of being more vulnerable, admitting that he wished that John was there. Um, Jerry calls, tells them that the plane crashed and that Chuck is dead. So they go Chucky. <laughs> they I'm go sorry. back to Jerry's workplace again. Yep. We guess again. <laughs> um and we have the iconic I think it's the first time in the show where Sam goes, and get this. 
which he says all really? the time. Yeah, yes, it's kind so of his annoying. catchphrase. He's like, oh. and get this, and get this. I said I love that, I said and Hannah so said, annoying. oh, it's so annoying. Um, I said, oh. It's just like Dean, I mean, not, sorry, Sam being a know-it-all. It's just kind of annoying yeah. how he's always like, well, actually, or yeah. It, yeah. Sorry, PD. <laughs> I thought something was on me. It was. It was PD. Um, <laughs> when they're doing the, and get this, he's talking about how it was a 40-minute uh, flight, both flights. They talk about the biblical significance of 40, though they're kind of wrong about it being like, yeah. um, 40 means death. Hannah, you have something to say? Yeah, I had, I had something about that. Me I too. had what it actually means. Mm-hmm. Um, so 40, it, it doesn't necessarily mean death. It just means like a test or a trial, mm-hmm. um, which could mean death, True. but like in the cases in the Bible, uh, he, they talk about Noah and the ark, the mm-hmm. 40 days and 40 nights, um, which yeah, people do die, but Noah and his family live and they mm-hmm. were the ones that were being tested in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also like Moses at, in the desert for 40 years. Yeah. Um, that's what I thought of. That's. Right. He doesn't, that was just God's test to see if he would remain faithful so that God could lead them to the promised land. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, a lot of times Moses is doing something for a 40 days, nights, years. Poor man. The man was just constantly being tested. Um, But the number 40 can also mark a new generation in the Bible. So like after 40 years, the new generation has taken has been born and then 40 years later they are the ones in charge and then 40 it's like that's kind of how the bible mm-hmm. marks generations interesting not really death but death could be involved sure. just really sure. is um, a yeah. trial so i think this is kind of like the first instance of supernatural using christian lore but then twisting it to their own narrative right. um, which is important to remember because they they do lean heavily on christian lore later on mm-hmm. in the seasons but it's not necessarily like accurate christian lore yeah and i think it's important to remember that it's not supposed to be it's not like it's not a religious biblical show Mm -hmm. it's just pulls from that so i think if you are a religious person watching this show and you like don't agree with things you don't you're not necessarily supposed to agree with everything in the show like it's just a show but yeah it is this show was made by Warner Brothers slash the CW so like it's not gonna be it it just has a very heavy yeah, it has a very heavy light slash dark theme, yes. which mm-hmm. so does Star Wars, mm-hmm. so does uh, the Lord of the Rings, Lost, right? Lots mm-hmm. of things have that. So like, I feel like yeah. that's one of like the most like one of the oldest tropes is light versus dark. Yeah, though. yeah. Um, yeah. They get in the car because we haven't, we didn't, we don't get a lot of in the in the Impala time in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get in the car, they're narrowing down survivors, um, and the last. The only most likely survivor who's going to get on a plane soon is Amanda Walker. Um, a flight attendant. Because she's a flight attendant. Um, yeah. And so they rushed to the airport. Um, I don't remember where they were going. Which airport was it? In Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Um, they're like, it's a five-hour flight, and it takes off at like eight. Is that right? And it's already dark, but they get there on time somehow. Um, yeah. So I don't really know what time it was when they were talking about this, but it was dark. That's something that people point out in this episode all the time, is that the lighting doesn't match up all what they were saying. Right. Yeah. yeah. So they rush into the airport, and this is post 9-11. How do they get on the plane so easily? Like, there's no security. There's not, like... Yeah. Uh, not they, that we like, see, Of course, they don't have, like baggage obviously right but um, still even without anything you have to go through so much because this is 2005 so this is peak george bush's america post 9 11 um and they just stroll onto the airport no Which, big like, thing yeah they could go in the airport they could go into like the check-in area yeah so theoretically, they could call Amanda from like those check-in desks, mm-hmm. but yeah, they would have to go through security to get on the plane. But because they just have like thirty minutes, and so right, it's I not just, enough time. I just feel like it's not enough time because they have thirty minutes, like when they get there, to call Amanda, um, which they call Amanda, goes horrible. 
because right. <laughs> Of course they think she's Vin- he, she thinks they're one of Vince's friends. <laughs> and I'm like, like, girl, do not what? do not call Vince when you when you land. Yeah. No, um, I'm like, oh, now I feel like bad for a... Amanda because she's <laughs> gonna call know. Vince and Vince is gonna be like, what? <laughs> Hopefully she'll connect the dots. She seemed pretty smart. I think she'll understand. She I think really she'll get did. it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they they talk about they call Amanda and Amanda's like, they say he's so torn up and she's like. I, Tell him to call me when I, or tell him I'll call when I get off the plane. But then Sam's like, we have to get on this plane. And Dean's like, do we? (laughs) It's going to crash. And Sam's like, no, we have to get on the plane. And then we find out our sweet Dean is scared to fly. He's so scared. Um, He's very scared. And of course, Sam has to offer up doing it by himself, which would have never worked. I have that in my notes. Like, how much it took between both of them? yeah, practically, you're right. Yes, like, it would have Sam never, could have never. He could have never. Could have never done this on his own. I agree. Um, I'm thinking more in Sam thinking that Dean would right. let him get on the plane. Right. That's <laughs> like, not going to happen. Um, but I do think that this is like a really big testament to Dean's character and how mm-hmm. self-sacrificing he is and how much he loves his brother. Because he, we see he is absolutely terrified of planes. He has the very funny, like, why do you think I drive everywhere, Sam? Like, it's so funny. It hasn't been a problem <laughs> until now. He's so funny. I think Jensen sells this really well. Um, I do, too. It's so funny. But, of course, he's going to get on the plane with Sam. He's not going to allow, one, Sam to face a demon by himself. Even if there was no plane involved, he would not allow that to happen. Two, yeah. the plane is supposed to crash. Dean is not going to let Sam go up there and crash. He would rather be with him and then they both have to be in the crash. Right. Which is very telling yeah. for future seasons. Um, yes. I just... This is another moment of Sam's peak, unhinged, I don't know, personality in the first season. Um, yelling about credit cards in the first episode. <laughs> trying to like, get on a plane that's going to crash by himself. He just isn't thinking things through like it has to be done they saved the day but the way he's like talking about it is just like hey sam maybe you should be a little bit more concerned about your safety question mark so they do end up getting on the plane despite dean's fears and uh dean's sitting in the chair real scared he's he uh jensen ackles plays a very a man who is terrified but is trying to act really cool he plays yes. it so well yes. yes he does like it's it looks exactly what i would think that would look like um but sam's being a jerk and he's like are you humming metallica because dean's <laughs> like it calms me and it's so sweet um but yeah i have like a i have written peak brother behavior like even yeah. though dean is clearly distressed sam is like dude chill yeah. out being um, so mean. He's, being, he's like, but taking, then he's right. I think it's probably because like Sam just doesn't see Dean scared often. Like he literally had to ask at the beginning of this episode, like, "Are you ever scared?" Like he just isn't used right. to seeing his big brother be this vulnerable. Um, and so seeing that, it's apparently just tickling, it's tickling Sam. You know, he just can't get yeah. enough of it. Um, and he's yeah. like, "Dude, relax." And he's like, "Dude, shut up. Like, <laughs> leave me alone." <laughs> But, yeah, Sam is definitely right that, like, Dean obviously had to calm down or else he could be possessed. Yes. And then mm-hmm. then he would be the one to crash the plane. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but sorry. not in a nice way. No. He wasn't saying it in a nice way. I uh, wrote a note about that. That at first, um, he kind of tries it a softer way. And Dean pushes back on that. Like, yeah. He, like, says something about, like, stow the touchy-feely yoga crap you know something Mm -hmm. that dean would say and sam switches gears and in my opinion sounds just like something that john would say very blunt very straight to the point um and dean like kind of looks taken aback by that but listens so Mm -hmm. i have a feeling that that's just some the way he's used to being talked to they are doing a two-part exorcism question mark um yeah that doesn't stick around. <laughs> they don't do that also, again. Yeah. Also, the exorcism, um, Sam says it's called the Ritual Romano, mm-hmm. and it's like a Roman ritual. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked it up. 
it's wrong. Um, it's actually, it's from a, something called the Ritual Romanum, and it's just the Roman ritual, and it's a book of rituals that um, Catholic priests and deacons can perform. So, like, theoretically, I mean, I guess they could they could feasibly have a copy of it, but it's not one single ritual. It's a book of a bunch of rituals mm. that they could perform, and in it, there would be the rite of exorcism. So it would be, like... It could be in that book, but it wouldn't be just called the Ritual Romano. Mm-hmm. Just, just something they were a little wrong about. Yeah. They were they were close, but they were a little wrong. So then they're also doing the thing where you say Cristo to try to find the demon, um, which Cristo means Christ. Yes. Like I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory, but Sam says it means yeah. God. It doesn't, it doesn't right. mean Deus that. is God. Deuce. Um, and Deuce. <laughs> that's how I said it. <laughs> Deus. Yeah, Deus. Yeah. yeah. And then we have this, I just, I feel like I talk about this every episode, um, so sorry in advance, but Sam is, like, not trusting Dean to be able to do this, kind of. Like, I know he's freaked out, but he's, like, it's Christo, which apparently works, but is wrong. Um, <laughs> which I, I can see like, how bo- He's, like, would say work. it and let, yeah, I can too. I just, specifically God, yeah. that's not right. right. Um, but he's, like, and you have to say it in Latin. Which is Cristo. And Dean's like, I know. Like, I, I know. Jeez. It would have been funnier in this scene if he had said, actually, it's Deus. <laughs> yes. Come on, Dean. It would have been funnier. Correct but... him. Um, <laughs> and I just feel like it's another one of those things where it's like, Dean is smart. Just because he's. Yeah. He, just because he doesn't have the typical book learning. Like, right. he's still capable he's still of doing smarty. all this. Um, yeah. So he's just, like, walking around saying, I think he's specifically targeting Amanda because they assume that she will just be so terrified to be back on this plane. And he's like, mm-hmm. she's fine. She's going to yeah. be fine. Like, she, she's not. She's the most well-adjusted yeah. person he's I've ever met. the most well-adjusted person I've ever met. <laughs> to be fair, um, Dean has not come in contact with a lot of people, so she probably is right. the most well-adjusted person he's ever met. True. <laughs> so... He goes and, like, says Cristo at her. It's, he's trying to talk to her, and she's like, oh, like, you know, she's, like, being polite. Um, I'm really, really happy that they finally gave us an episode where Dean isn't just, like, trying to hook up with yeah. the uh, woman yeah. or vice versa, her trying to hook up with Dean. Like, she's just doing her job, and he's yeah. trying to do his. Um, of course, he's very distracted by the plane, so maybe that's why he's off his game. But, um I was just glad that they didn't, because it would have been too much. So then he just is going around with his Walkman EMF reader, just trying to find the demon, just to happen upon it. They can't find the demon, um, but then the co-pilot is Comes coming out of the, out of the bathroom. Co- I guess the yeah, he's going back into the cockpit. Maybe getting coffee. Something, and he just he like is like, hello, and they're like, Cristo, <laughs> he just looks at him, like. And then he just gets in the cockpit. Did the demon, like, when that happens, does the demon just not know? <laughs> like, can they just not help Did but the just demon, show their black eyes? The demon was like, oh, they're just saying Cristo. <laughs> right. Here's like, my black eyes. Like, that's what I'm thinking, uh, assuming, like, it just doesn't remember. Like, it's just, like, an automatic response that it doesn't remember. Because, like, th- he was very easily persuaded out of the cockpit later. You'd think if that mm-hmm. happened, he'd be like, they're on to me. Yeah. He's not. But it's like, if the demon isn't in control then it doesn't know what's happening at all. Like, it can't control anything. You know what I mean? Right. So, like... I feel like the demon's always in control, technically. He's just not always showing his black eyes. Yes. So... Weird. I don't know. I honestly have no idea what they were doing there. But, (laughs) yeah, he just... He just suddenly flashes his eyes, and then he's like, back to business. All right, gotta go fly the plane. Um, Gotta go crash the plane. (laughs) We've got 12 minutes. So, now they have to convince Amanda. And she's like, you guys are insane and they're like yeah. come on you didn't notice anything weird about the last flight and she's like well now that you mention it right there she was says, this he man had, yes she says he had these eyes which is the same thing kind of that uh what's the guy's name max max Jockey. max yes max says he says they both first say he had these eyes and i feel like if it were me i would say he had black eyes yeah i wouldn't start with just like an just, ominous like he had these eyes like <laughs> like everyone has eyes when they're talking to her like dean is trying to like get it explained and he again does not do it very well and sam interrupts to explain the situation 
better than Dean again for the second time in this episode. Um, so she's like, I'm going to lose my job. I could lose my job for interrupting the, the co-pilot. He's like, you're going to lose a lot more if you don't get him you're over here. You're going to die. <laughs> yeah. hey, ma'am, priorities. Thankfully, the demon is not suspicious. <laughs> and just, like, sure. just walks Amanda? on back there. He's like, oh, something's like, broken. He's like, you need something, yeah. Amanda? So he walks back there and he just gets punched in the face. And they get oh, punched with an O. <laughs> yes. With an o. Gets punched um, in the face. And they do holy water, which is like melting the skin. Burns of the, the shit out of his chest. Is how I would <laughs> describe it. Which is interesting because holy water, though they do keep throughout later lore, does not put that much damage on the host <laughs> that much. Yeah. Um, so they do the holy right. water and the exorcism, but it's a two-part exorcism, which gets the demon out of the body it manifests but not really but (laughs) is what is what sam that's how sam that is how they explained it i still think that's a funny way to put it and then it just goes in the plane but first the demon says something really interesting he does you guys remember Mm -hmm. what it is what does he say Mm -hmm. he says about jessica yeah so he Abby, my I, question is, he says something about like you. I bet you're, st- I bet she's still screaming now or something like that. Just awful, burning. awful thing she's to say. Still burning. Yeah. Um, yeah. Abby, I just want to know what you think that that's about. Like, as someone who hasn't seen the show, I don't really know. And I was, as I was watching it, the first thing that came to my mind was like, oh, this demon has been in hell, and now he know you know he knows what happened because jessica isn't jessica jess yeah it's jessica jess okay. whatever jess is in hell and like like mm-hmm. he saw it happen because of all that like that's what i thought but i figured mm-hmm. that's too much of like a oh of course he's a demon from hell so she went to hell and he knows all about that um but why would I, she go to hell i don't know sorry <laughs> she burned on the ceiling i don't think i can really I mean, like, so she was like sent to hell, not like yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Okay, not like she was such a sinner. No, right, yeah, she was sent. She was to living hell. with Sorry. Sam before yes. they were married. Um, we all know what that means. But then it makes me think that, I mean, obviously, I know, I know, just from having people in my life who have watched all of Supernatural, um, that demons are a very big part of Supernatural, and. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, maybe a demon is responsible for what happened to both Mm. Mary and Jess. I just wanted to see where your thoughts were on that, um, at this moment in time. The plane is going down because they are, the the demon is manifesting into the plane. Um, and no one is wearing an oxygen mask. No. They're all just dying. Yep. Um. Poor Dean is in the corner of that little area. So, so scared. Um, Mm -hmm. And Sam is able to say the rest of the exorcism. I just want to know what the other passengers think is happening. Right. When everything levels out again. These two boys who have been so weird the entire flight. The plane is going down, and now one of the boys is sitting here saying words in Latin while the plane is going down. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. They would definitely be investigating. Um, Also, (laughs) yes. I would say so. Oh, shoot. Oh. Oh, I was forgetting what I was going to say. All of the clips of the plane are hilarious. They look so... I mean, it's not going to look real, but they look so incredibly fake. (laughs) They shouldn't have done it. They should have just not done it. Um, on my notes here in the outline, um, I have Sam finishes the exorcism. Plane is struck by lightning? Yeah. Question mark? Like, why? Um, they saved the day. The lightning doesn't do anything to the plane. I guess that was what was getting the demon out. I don't know. Um, but nevertheless, they, they turn around and go back to the other, to the airport again. Mm-hmm. I guess. Um, That's what it seemed like. Surely they didn't just finish the flight out. Well, they make it to their <laughs> they were car, like, you know? like 
Yeah, right. So, well, yeah, so theoretically, maybe they flew and then they flew back. Oh. I don't know. Poor Dean. If Poor Dean. Flew, fly back. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they talk, the, the biggest thing that after they get off the flight, um, Amanda just says, like, thank you, and they don't really talk to her afterwards, which is different from other people they have saved. Um, yes, she moths. Thank four. you. Moths. <laughs> That's what your ally says. What? No. Yes, she she moths. Thank you. It doesn't say that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the boys leave, and they discuss the demon knowing Jess. Sam's freaking out. Dean is like, it and lies. This is where Dean says. Yeah, yeah. it lies. Yeah. Demons lie. That's, yeah. It's fine. Um... So um, something else, sorry, important no, in the airport mm-hmm. is we see that the air, the pilot, the co-pilot, it's going to say so many words. The co-pilot does not remember being possessed. And that's when we um, find out that people who are possessed don't always remember everything that happens yes. while they are possessed. There might be times they do. That's a good point. But most of the time they do not. And the last scene, they, they're not in Jerry's workplace, but they're outside of it. <laughs> Because um, the last scene obviously has to uh, take place with baby, the Impala. Um, right. Which I don't think Dean has called her baby yet. So so Jerry explains to them that he got Dean's number from John's voicemail. And so Sam's like, that doesn't make sense. Like, I called dad 50 times. It's just disconnected. And so Dean is like, well, I'm just going to call it right now solve that problem let's figure it out yeah um and there is it's not disconnected there is a message um that says uh you've reached john winchester if it's an emergency yeah. call, call my son call yeah. my son dean, dean and then gets a number yeah i was really curious here one why john's phone was disconnected in the first place um and two why he suddenly reactivated it yeah like, there's there's so many questions there like what happened that he suddenly was like oh i should put dean's number on my voicemail Mm -hmm. and just like so interesting i have a lot to say sam is very upset when he hears he's mad he's like he's like about to cry he has tears in his eyes he's so upset he slams the door into the apollo he just wants to leave and Dean just looks so disappointed. Like I've said before, I do not like John Winchester. And I feel like this is just another instance of when, in episode two, Sam's like, why can't he just be normal? Like, why can't he just call us? Like, why? what yeah. is the purpose? What is the purpose of yeah. all of this? And um, I feel like even more so now, knowing he's alive and that he's updated yes. his voicemail and that everything's okay, why can't he just... Yes, I... He's so dramatically secretive. Like, yeah. it's horrible parenting. I know they're grown adults. Like, they're both... In their 20s. In their 20s. But we've kind of seen, and we'll see later on, like, Sam and Dean don't have a huge connection or network of people that they can rely on. So he's isolated them their entire lives. He is their only, like, pillar of strength. He's left them, and he can't call them and just, like, give them some reassurance, like, hey, I'm working on something. They get in the car. They drive away. End of episode. And there you have it. That's Phantom yes. Traveler. What's um, the next one? The next one Bloody is Bloody Mary. Mary. Oh, I don't want to watch that. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it as much as we all did. Um... Join us next week. Our episodes are posted on Wednesdays. You know what's um, a good way to know if the thing has been posted? Because I will be posting on our socials when it is up. So you've got to follow us on TikTok, Twitter, or Instagram if you really, really want to know and you just can't keep checking all day. Yeah. Um, so follow yes, us. But we're... Sorry. Go Sorry. Ahead. Go for it. You can follow us at those places. Um, but our, our podcast is posted on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. If you happen to have the Podbean app. Because you just can't get enough of Podbean uh, stuff. Yep. But, okay. Good old Podbean. Yeah. Yep. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Content. That's the word I was going to say. <laughs>